Around 2009, I became more interested in local food and and uh, solving the climate crisis. And I realized that my little avocado grove had enormous potential. So we converted to organic. The Portland 50 podcast is brought to you by Jaguar Land Rover Portland. One company, two iconic brands. Jaguar Land Rover Portland is a Don Rasmussen company, the legendary Portland institution serving our community since 1950. Additional support for the Portland 50 is provided by Zupan's Markets. Our guest this week is Jason Mraz. In fact, it's a bonus edition of the Portland 50 podcast, as, of course, uh, Jason Mraz, not from Portland, does not live in Portland, but he is coming to Portland on November 1st at the Schnitzer Concert Hall. Uh, but I really enjoyed this conversation with uh, with Jason because uh, the way he's trying to live his life is very much within the values of what we're trying to do here in the uh, Portland area as well. Uh, sustainable living, uh, making our impact on the earth as little as possible and bettering it as we go. Uh, learned a lot about Jason Mraz as he's uh, developed as a songwriter as well as a farmer. We get into that. So here it is, a quick conversation with Jason Mraz. And I should point out, once again, he's going to be at the Schnitzer Concert Hall coming up November 1st. You can get full details about that at kink.fm. Uh, so, Jason, you are one of these people in the music industry that I, I, I don't know if I would call you a kindred spirit, but I got my start in radio uh, at about the same time you got going making records. And so we okay. met We met early, early on in a radio station conference room back when we used to just put artists in conference room and say, hey, play for us. That's right. And That's right. Uh, your, your story was so fascinating to me because at the time, uh, this was in Salt Lake City, Utah, back in early 2000s, uh, I had never oh. heard of, of busking before. And that was kind of oh. the, the catalyst to how you got uh, seen and recognized was you out on the street busking. Pretty much. I I knew when I started my career that I needed a stage. I needed a place to perform. Um, and when you have a guitar, you can go anywhere. So I would go to the park. I'd sit out in front of my building and play. And it's a great place to start because you just have to leave your ego aside and know that people are going to walk by and ignore you. Um, uh, they could tell you to get a job tell you to get lost. I mean, who knows? Um, so yeah, I got started there, eventually found my way into coffee shops, um, to play, you know, it wasn't easy to start even in a coffee shop because coffee shop owners say you got to have an audience before we'll give you a night. Right. So I had to earn my audience through busking and playing other coffee shops to earn an audience, to gain a red, uh, garner a reputation. And then eventually found a residency at a local coffee shop in San Diego that I got to play for years and really hone my act and build my songs enough that I could eventually then take my act into conference rooms uh, right. around the country where I, would, where I met you and, and be able to then ask and hopefully uh, inspire those in those conference rooms to play me on the radio stations or to tell, me, tell, you know, tell their friends about me so that next time I came around... I could play in coffee shops in, in uh, Salt Lake City right. or, or Portland, Portland or yeah. um, 
Yeah. So do, do you miss those days? They got there and yeah, still going. Do you miss mm-hmm. those days at all? Do you miss kind of that? I don't know if I want to call it the simplicity because probably it was it was hard hard work, but it was it was life was just different then. Are, are there some of the aspects of that of that kind of approach that you uh, that you miss, or are you happy? Obviously, I'm assuming you're happy where you are, but are there portions of yeah. that that you're happy that you missed? Well, you know what? The Even though I have a little more experience, the, the challenge is still the same. Like, when you show up to write a new song, the page is still blank. You know, the, the future is unwritten. So it's still very, very challenging to sit down and try to write a song that you're going to enjoy, that's going to be transformative for you, that, that others are going to enjoy, that they're going to find beautiful or inspiring or informative, entertaining. So that challenge is still there. And I still use local coffee shops to test out my material, to hone my craft, to to stay fresh. Um, That way, when I go to a bigger city and play in a theater to patrons, uh, I... You know, I can I can still do it. Um, so I have not given up on the coffee shop scene. It's still close to my heart. It's still there. The community here in San Diego is still there for me, which is which is great. Um, are you I doing that? that are, you, are you doing that incognito though? Because if I were to walk into a local uh, you know coffee shop and saw Jason mm-hmm. Mraz sitting in the corner playing some tunes, I, I think I'd probably maybe maybe freak out a little bit. You wear like a wig? Yeah, it happens. Um, no, no incognito. Uh, luckily, you know, I have good relationship with the coffee shop owners, and I'll say, hey, let's do a night. Let's do an afternoon. Let's, and we'll put it together, and we, we, send, we get the word out, but there's, there's plenty of people that wander in that are like, hey, is, is this really going on right now? Yeah. And it's a treat. It's so fun. It's fun to do it that way. Well, I need to point out that you're uh, you're not doing a, a coffee shop, but you're going to be at the Arlene Schnitzer Concert Hall November 1st. It's actually just feet away from the Kink Studio, so we're excited for that coming up in, in just a couple cool. of weeks. You're in Eugene, just down uh, the interstate, uh, uh, you know, 30, 40 minutes uh, on the 30th right. performing, which means you're on the road Halloween night. What? Well, it actually means I get Halloween night off right. in Portland, oh, okay. and I'm so excited about that. Because I just, I love Portland's food, I love Portland's coffee, I love Portland's vibe, its attitude. So I have no idea what we're going to do on Halloween night, but I hear that Portland does a lot of fun things. So I'm really looking forward to that. We do. We should actually figure out, we should we should go trick-or-treating with Jason Mraz. Oh, man. Do people still do that? I want to go trick-or-treating at, like, health food stores. Oh, we, we've, or, got a, uh, we've got a few of those. <laughs> A map of the healthy houses. There we go. That'd be fun. Yeah. We could uh, create a network of vegan homes or something. Sure. Go Sp- get spe- Speaking of which, <laughs> I, I actually had this on my list to, to talk to you about. I'll, I'll hit it now because, um, I, you know, as we were ske- arranging our, our conversation today, I noticed in some of the emails I was getting this Mraz Family Farms, and I'm like, what the heck is this? Mm-hmm. What, tell, tell us about Mraz mm-hmm. Family Farms. You, you are actually running a farm. Yes. In fact, for the first five minutes of this conversation, I've been harvesting figs and tomatoes while we were talking. Really? Um, yes, I have a beautiful, beautiful colander filled up right now with um, green and purple and red um, living foods from, from the farm. So I bought this place in 2004. It was an old avocado grove. And I really just wanted to live out in nature. Between tours, I didn't want to be in a city. I just wanted to go somewhere where I could be 
I could re uh, ground down and renew. Um, around 2009, I became more interested in local food and and uh, solving the climate crisis. And I realized that my little avocado grove had enormous potential. So we converted to organic, started um, putting a lot of energy into it. But I also realized I was losing a lot of money. I thought, well, heck, how do farmers survive? How do they stay in business when it takes so much energy to grow something, but you get so little back? And my local farmers in my area, they all told me the same thing. They said, you got to grow things that nobody else grows. you got to diversify. So... We created a, a tiered uh, sort of, um, how do I call it, a, a layered agroforest system. So we mimic what a forest would do. So there's lots and lots of trees in a small space. And most excitingly, we, we planted coffee in between all of our avocado trees. So coffee is now one of our main crops. Most people didn't think you could even grow it in California, but you can't. And... Um, we well, like to think that we're, we're drawing down carbon from the atmosphere through our agroforest agri system. And we're also able to supply local grocers and local coffee shops with our, with our home goods. So it's really, really exciting. So, you, so you, again, you're, you're back into the coffee. You started in coffee. You're continuing in coffee. Exactly. And, and that's why coffee was so exciting, because I started my career in coffee shops. And also because coffee has never been local before. It's never existed on the mainland U.S. We've, we always have to import it from halfway around the world or our closest neighbors growing coffee are Hawaii or Puerto Rico. Right. So now we have coffee in California, and it's a very, very exciting thing. Very nice. Well, I, again, this was it's something I hadn't necessarily intended to talk to you about, but as I was deep diving, I'm like, oh, this is this kind of comes out of left field. However, you have long been, as you kind of pointed out, uh, focused in on sustainable living, uh, yeah. taking care of our planet. I got to say, we have a I, I, well, he's an acquaintance to me, but I think he's a friend for you. I met Joel Raphael uh, this summer. Oh, he actually drove me from. Joel. Yeah, he's a great guy. He drove he drove me uh, from the uh, Denver airport to this uh, uh, artist showcase we were doing in Boulder. And uh, he was just telling all sorts of story, including some of the some of the uh, uh, benefit concerts that you two have done together. And then he actually shared a couple of the songs that uh, you that uh, you, you co-wrote with him that uh, he was working on. And yeah. You... How often? Exactly. He's a he's a friend and neighbor. He he was in the same coffee shops I started in. He was already established when I started out in the late nineties. Yeah. And. Uh, someone I looked up to, and we got reconnected in the last couple of years. Uh, probably within the last five years, we realized we were neighbors, and we both had lived out in this sort of um, wooded area, um, growing growing things. So we we connected that way. And then he's a causal singer, sings sings songs to help inspire, awaken, um, and change the world through through music. And I love that, so I wanted to be closer to that, and we just found ourselves collaborating on music. Yeah, I really uh, enjoyed the. He, he shared a couple of songs that uh, that you uh, collaborated with him on, and, and you can definitely hear the the Jason Mraz influence in those. And, and he's such a good songwriter sure. himself. So um, he is. He is. Yeah. I know time is uh, precious for you. You're uh, talking to a lot of people today. I do want to point out that if you have not yet uh, taken advantage of purchasing these tickets, the show is November 1st at the Schnitzer Concert Hall. Jason Mraz, a uh, very special name, which I'm uh, really digging. It's called, ladies and gentlemen, An Evening with Jason Mraz and Raining Jane. That says it all, right? 
It does. Thank yeah. you so much. I'll be I'll be performing with four of my best friends. They're known as Raining Jane. They're multi instrumentalists, beautiful singers, and they share my my belief in optimism. And that's what we're there to do: is to entertain, inspire, enlighten, um, and hopefully lead the audience into their heart. They're giving us their greatest wealth, which is their time and attention. So it's our responsibility to do the best with that time and entertain and delight. So we're looking forward to it. Very nice, Jason. I appreciate your time today, and we'll see you in Portland in a couple of weeks. Wonderful. See you soon. Thank you for listening today. And in case you've missed any previous podcast, be sure to check out kink.fm or download an episode wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're at it, be sure to like and subscribe. The Portland 50 is a podcast about the people who dream, build, and champion the uniqueness of Portland creating a better community for generations to come. It's presented weekly by Jaguar Land Rover Portland. One company, two iconic brands. Jaguar Land Rover Portland is a Don Rasmussen company, the legendary Portland institution serving our community since 1950.